welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. Amazing. I am your moderator, Coach K, Morpheus, all the things that they call me um, that we're not going to cover right now. But today we start a new but sad, it's kind of bittersweet. Um, our man, the moderator, Brett Jones, is on a, I don't know, a sabbatical, sabbatical. leave of absence. There we go, sabbatical. Sabbatical. All right, let's yeah. call it that. Um, we don't know. We think he's gone. Um, he's soiling his royal oats. And, uh, <laughs> well, he's definitely not doing that. He already did that. He already sold. <laughs> he's already sown those. And that's part of the reason why he's on a leave. But uh, <laughs> hey, we miss you, Brett. Uh, we can't wait till you get back. But in the meantime, we will hold it down. I am here with my guys today, and we do have a special guest. So now I get to just randomly pick the order because I'm normally called out first because I used to be last, but now I'm going to be first every week. But Faison, <laughs> welcome Yo. this week. What's happening, sir? Uh, what's going on, uh, everybody? I'm excited to be here. Uh, if you're not, if you've not subscribed, uh, please subscribe and gently tap that like button. I'd appreciate that very much. But all is well. Um, I am happy. It is great. Can't complain. Nice, nice. And as always, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliable, BJ, welcome right. to back to the show. Uh, you weren't on last week, were you? Yes, you were. I don't remember last week. You man. were here last week. I don't even remember last week. Well, let's go. We good. You remember yesterday? Yes, sir. I remember yesterday. Last week is a okay. ghost. I don't know. We ain't chasing them dreams no more. Living in the future. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> all right, all right. And you go here. You all hear him in the background, the one, the only, very be fresh. What's up, What's Fresh happening? Dente? You know, another uh, beautiful day out here with the five heartbeats, you know, dog bread on sabbatical, but we still going to be all right. I see that, man. Which Am, am I dresser? Which one am I? I don't, I can't tell which I, one I am. Um, I think. A mustard suit. I couldn't even tell you who That's everybody was. Yeah. Um. Robert Towns' character. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah. Exactly. And then I'm gonna go to the and then of course <laughs> and then and then of course Fresh is Eddie the King. one and the only. <laughs> I can't. Everybody, everybody I can. know Eddie. Everybody knows Eddie. Eddie Kane. Yeah, I said Michael. Man, we're off. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, yeah, so I'll get back to Freshervation in a second. But we got a special guest this week, and um, we say special, but it's really interesting because she, she's our sister. Um, she really is our sister. She's probably spent more time with us as a group um, than most females have. We are not an easy group to hang around, um, but somehow she survives, and um, she keeps us in her thoughts and her prayers, and I tell you what, if something was to happen and I needed to call somebody to make some things happen. I would probably call her because she would make it happen. But this young lady, uh, we're so proud of her and you all will find out why. But uh, this young lady spent over a decade serving in the nonprofit sector for fundraising and marketing for community-based human service organizations, including Volunteers of America and Boston Neighborhood Network. Um, she has worked for, listen now, various projects. Listen, listen for what I'm about to say. You know, when we bring somebody, we don't bring just anybody, right? So she's worked various projects with the MTV, Russell Simmons, HBO Deaf Poetry, the Major League Baseball Players Trust, and the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. That was just stuff that she was just doing just to figure out what she wanted to do, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, with over 20 years um, in the restaurant and hospitality industry, uh, fate brought her to uh, owning her own restaurant 
and she's a restaurateur, if I said that correctly, I don't want to mess it up, uh, in Roxbury, Massachusetts, where she is also a longtime resident. Um, and she's the sole proprietor of Daryl's Corner Bar and Kitchen, which operates in a particularly, which operates as a particularly iconic restaurant uh, and bar with a legacy that dates back to 1957. Um, never mind what it used to be called back then, because right now it's Daryl's Corner Bar and Kitchen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you all to Miss Nia Grace. Nia, oh. what's going on? Yeah. Oh, that was a really big, big intro. I appreciate that. It was too much, you know. I like uh, well, I'm essentially doing what I love, right? But that's what well, other people use it for your hear. LinkedIn. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> but right. I well, appreciate listen, that and I'm happy to be here. It's what you said, me. I, I left out the part that she's a, our fellow Miami hurricane. Um, as you all know, we just, our family is extensive. But this one's really close to us. Like sure am. <laughs> no, always represent. <laughs> right. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so Nia, Nia is going to be with us for the whole show. Um, as I said, she's one that she's endured us for many years. Um, and when we're acting up, she's one of the few people that can come and let us know that we're acting up and we'll actually like accept that. <laughs> so no jokes there. That's all serious. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to uh, hit you with the fresh ovation for the week. Fresh, go ahead and take that thing. Uh, say word. <clears throat> um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely in uh, Brett's absence, we're going to have to work on logistics of how we're uh, <laughs> game flow. Uh, <laughs> however, as we stand today, you know, and it's a good time to, you know, check this. I choose to forgive everyone for whom I feel less than unconditional love. I choose to see the perfection in everything just the way it is. Higher wisdom expresses itself daily in all aspects of my life. I let go of the old and make way for the new. I forgive myself and others. I am free. I bless and release all those who have caused me pain. As I forgive, so am I forgiven. How beautiful is that? Too many times we sit mm -hmm. and, and hold on to grudges, to, um, you know, whatever situations have happened with family, friends, and allow too much time to go in between getting the opportunity to communicate with them, to express your love for them, and to, you know, just let it all go. Stop um, allowing that to be a hindrance in your life. Live life uh, with love. I think Puffy's been running a, a true campaign on talking about living with love. He missed the love now, but seriously, live your life with love. Stop allowing hate and, and, and grudges and all that stuff to control you. That's fresh ovation for this week. Unconditional. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So speaking of unconditional love, we're going to jump right into this thing, ladies and gentlemen. So as you know, uh, every fourth week we try to feature um, a black business owner and we thought, no greater person than our own sister that we could bring in and, and, and talk. And, you know, it's one of those things where we've been trying to make sure that we can make a trip to Boston. Um, and she would love to have us, even though we're going to come in there and we're going to ask for discounts and stuff like that. You know how we do. Um, <laughs> no, that's not what we would do. We would actually come in and, and pay and, and pay well because we like to support um, our own. But Nia, um, so talk to us and tell us what what led you to entrepreneurship, right? Like we gave this long bio, but what even made you decide, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur? Um, you know, I don't think it was a conscious decision at all. It was kind of an accident. It was kind of a, you know, pressure point more than anything else where, you know, I, I was corporate, built for corporate life. and. Um, you know, was excited about spending, you know, at least three to four years with a particular company and, 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 you know, imagining my growth within that company, right? I was satisfied with that. I, you know, I knew what I was getting. I knew what my nine to five or nine to seven was. And, and I thought, you know, I was really happy with that. And it became a matter of a point of well, what you're going to do right now. 
And so um, I had spent five years with Volunteers of America, um, something that really helped to feed my uh, desire to make sure that I could give back to the community from whence I came, right? You know, I had an opportunity to, to go and grow and, and learn more and then kind of bring my talents back to my neighborhood. And so I had an organization that was able to tap into a lot of the things that were really um, passionate to me. So youth development and, uh, you know, recovery from addiction. Um, and then, you know, seniors, you know, going into their golden years and how we take care of them. And so literally Volunteers of America, Volunteers of America was able to give me that opportunity to, you know, kind of fulfill my desire to contribute to my community in that way, as well as, you know, earn a living. Um, from there, I went to Boston Neighborhood Network. And what was really cool about that is it allowed me to use more of my creativity that y'all kind of know me for uh, when it comes for, to production. And so here I am working for a federally funded, uh, city-backed um, nonprofit, uh, television station where we have two cable channels. We're producing real news throughout our neighborhood and city, things that are not being picked up by NBC and CBS and ABC, things that matter to the, the inner city that we're, we're, where we're coming from, or just our cultural neighborhoods and backgrounds, right? We're picking up those kind of stories and making them important, as well as teaching and empowering uh, our neighborhoods with uh, community media media that we know can shape opinions and elections and income, et cetera, right? Things that we typically have a gap in accessing, you know, we're working in this space. And so I, I enjoyed a career there for five years and then, and then I was laid off and that's real, right? And, and at some point um, the funding becomes scarce or structure becomes different and things that, probably need to be valued or not valued in the same way. And, and you're faced with, all right, now what do I do? And in that space, I decided to leverage everything that I had learned and processed in the last 15 years, starting, starting at the youth, right? You know what I mean? Starting from what we learned in Hurricane Productions or on the rap board or in UBS, especially, right? And, and taking that skill set and building upon it from what we did immediately post-college or while we were even still building while we were in college, right? And then saying, this is what I'm about to leverage next. Like the next thing that I sell to anybody is not my ability to sit in a position and go ahead and check off the boxes for the position that you outlined for me. But in fact, to say, these are the skill sets that I have. You're going to hire me based off of this that I can bring to the table. And so I left myself as the brand and uh, started my own consulting agency, uh, which really by fate left me let me here to uh dallas corner barn kitchen all right let me start on wrapping that package for you all that she just dropped on you <laughs> right where, where, where am i going to start at so you know you said it it was by chance but really i, I think it's your commitment to community and trying to do your part that I think led you down this road. Um, so when we talk about Daryl's Corner Bar Kitchen, what, what was the history? What, 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 was, what was the thing that was happening with the restaurant and the bar? So what's so cool to me is, um, you know, when I got back from school, I came home and I was looking for that third space, that place that I could call home, that rat, that, that, you know, I don't know, Iguana Cafe, that wherever it is, I wanted to find that third place I was home. But, you know, even more so, I had experienced in Miami and in New York, different places that I could find people who looked like me, who understood my culture, who was emitting the kind of entertainment and experience that I was looking for, right? I could find that in every place but home until I came here to Daryl's Corner Barn Kitchen, right? So eight years ago, I walked in here with Akila, uh, who is my soror and a fellow alum, right? And so we came in here and was like, ooh, and I was like, girl, this is dope. Like, that's our macaroni and cheese and candy yams. They got chicken on the menu. You Sorry, know, they eight, got something eight, called eight, the eight chicken years ago, martini. Eight years ago, you didn't say it was dope. <laughs> I did. 
I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm very consistent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I mean, what, what I actually said was truly when I walked into the place, because to know the venue, um, to understand where we stand and what our space looks like and feels like, um, I walked in and I felt so at home. I felt so in awe of the space that said to me, if I ever had a place, if I ever had a restaurant, if I ever had a bar, I want to be just like this. When I walked in here, it was warm. It, it, there were people who looked like me, not just sitting at the tables, but working, you know, as well. And that to me makes a difference because where we sit in the city of Boston, we're on that line of gentrification, right? We are in fact the people who kind of set the bar on how it transitions from our neighborhood to the others, right? And so for me, when I walked in here and I saw a man named Daryl, you know, whose name was on the building in a place that wasn't ours anymore, and I come inside, but I feel comfortable because, oh, but it is ours. I'm so happy because I hadn't, I hadn't been able to have been uh, truly engulfed in the culture that was here before me. And so when you talk about the history of Dallas Corner Bar and Kitchen, you talk about, you know, our humble, 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 you know, rooted uh, beginnings in 1957 when we were known as Bob the Chefs. And so Bob the Chefs, you know, was a man named Robert Morgan who came from Aiken, South Carolina. And if hey. you haven't heard from Aiken, hey. <laughs> or if you have heard from Aiken, right there's road. a couple of things, you know, to feel about that and know about that, right? And so here we are in the middle of Boston in a neighborhood that was predominantly African-American. And you got this gentleman named Robert who's working for a woman named Ma Dixon who's also giving up her Southern comfort fare. Here in a neighborhood, that is us that has our jazz bar that has our, our our you know again our food establishments that that we're living in the buildings and you're now able to kind of find the success here and so you're serving up traditional southern comfort food but also you're listed as a companion in the green book as one of those safe spaces for african americans to come to and visit here when you come to the city of boston you know that's the kind of tradition that we are celebrating here. And so after Robert takes that on for 30 years, you have a man named Daryl Settles who comes up here, interestingly enough, also from Aiken, South Carolina, you know what I mean? Who would have thought that? And he comes and takes the business over. And while we can appreciate what someone was able to start as well as maintain, it's so great for us to have this cornerback. I'm from the city of Boston. I am from the neighborhood of Roxbury where our business is, you know, headquartered and, and where we operate out of. And so it's a different kind of passion and um, excitement to be able to bring that back home for real in terms of my ownership here and now. Okay, good. So that was, and I'm going to stop doing this thing like as an interview. And that's the problem because, you know, as yeah, I said, we're in here with our yeah. sister and we, we just going to talk. So that was pretty cool because you, you, you covered, the the history of the restaurant but what is the historical uh representation or the the historical point of you being the owner yeah what what is what is that i mean i mean what's historical about that for me i um i think you know just from personally for me is that i'm able to really i think actualize all of my ambitions and energies you know what i mean like this is something that is truly a passion project that happens to be a very viable and suitable uh career and profession for many you know what i mean who have the joy in it um i am the first african-american woman here to you know own this business here i am one of eight uh liquor license owners out of 1100 in the city of boston um, okay, stop. No, 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 no. Don't go over part. Don't go over that part too quick. Don't go over that part too quick, right? Because as you just said, uh, this restaurant was formerly listed in, in the Green Book as a safe space, right? For for us. Yeah. Um, fast forward, now we're talking about in this time where diversity and inclusion is a thing and, and we want to make sure that people are represented. And just eight years ago or 
How, how long have you been the owner now? Uh, two years. Two years. In the last two years, that's even better. In the last two years, you are the first black female owner of a restaurant. And that's in Boston, right? Uh, to be clear, I am the first black female owner of a fully licensed bar and restaurant in the a city. Fully of licensed Just bar. Just to be clear. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, no, I want to get it right. I want to get it right. Yeah. But that's still, wow. Uh, that just happened yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Right. And I think when people think about um, black ownership and, and diversity and inclusion, that's something that's hard for them to fathom. Mm-hmm. Right. So in you trying to become this owner, right. And get this full fledged liquor license. What was the pushback? What was, what was the red tape that you had to go through to do that? You know, I think, um, the pushback, I, I, I don't know if there was a, like, I can't say, I can't confirm that there was a whole lot of pushback as more so as there was such a, a cloth of mystic around kind of like the process, right? You know, they've got what they put on the site and they tell you, you know, what sets to kind of, you know, check off, but to really, you know, feel welcome in that space, it, it doesn't, it, it's not necessarily super opening you know it's just super welcoming or anything like that um so for me uh, i think and it wasn't it was a woman thing and it probably it was more so just an access thing the biggest access here in the city of boston is the you know at that point in time was the cost of a liquor license you know a cost of liquor license as well as being collateralized and somebody believing um, that your plan is going to be viable for you to be successful. Um, I often talked about in the last few months, um, but in the last year as well, how, you know, African-Americans are typically underbanked and, you know, you can go ahead and get those quick loans, but no one is really willing to sit down and work with you and see your vision on a business that takes a little bit more than that it needs to be sba backed etc and so for me in general be be your man or a woman you typically that that was the that was the struggle that was the biggest struggle mm-hmm. you know? okay man you got you guys don't want to jump in and participate this week yo like, you was doing no, such a good yeah. job i'm gonna lie oh, okay. like there there's been that like like you were really i literally sat for a moment like that we might have to change this to the carol show like i feel, right. feel a little like yo y'all be you were, you were killing it though like you were it, it was good so there was nothing to add currently i mean Jesus. right it was like tennis. you were right. you were smooth you were playing yeah. right. y'all, were, y'all were hitting it back and, 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 there, hey, and not only that these these answered the questions so eloquently and, right. and, and taking it up like oh wow the the it, this is amazing like yo this is i brought that's, out the popcorn cut that's i got more questions i was just giving y'all an opportunity to let y'all know it was okay man c- carry on brother carry yeah. on yes i got some <laughs> So when we think about this and you think about your commitment to the community and coming back home um, and thinking about the next step of the future, um, when you think about other business owners that may be listening to this or in their own town or city, when you talk about that safe space, that that feeling of comfort um, you had when you entered there and then have opportunity, what do you believe is the next steps that current entrepreneurs, successful people need to do? in order to help the next generation? Because again, you just talked about access, right? Um, and the, the, the cloth over the, the process. What do we need to do to help other individuals through that? Because it's almost like that hand down to pull somebody else up. So what, yeah. what, what does that mean for you? And what do you see, how do you see yourself um, contributing that in that local area or nationally or whatever the case may be because i know you're going international girl so i ain't worried about that <laughs> so you know for me you know it's sankofa right real simple you know to, to to reach back and and to bring forward and that's definitely a part of who we are and so it starts with who we hire you know for the neighborhood that we live in we want the we want our neighbors to to be a part of the fabric of of how we you know, treat our guests with hospitality, right? And so it starts with who we hire. Um, it starts with 
the kind of volunteer service that I, uh, you know, commit myself to. Currently, I work with the Roxbury YMCA, and that's because Roxbury is a neighborhood I grew up in, and I remember being a big-headed kid running to the YMCA, getting my swim lessons on, or going for camp, or or doing my GIMP, or even being a counselor, you know, for some of the kids there too, right? So that's like near and dear to my heart. So I, I make sure that I give my service there as well. Um, when I think about people who request donations from us, um, we fulfill those at a rapid pace um, because, you know, we want them to know that we support those different businesses, right? So that's also a part of um, something that we're, that we do and that's a part of our commitment to the community and so for us that's all of a matter of exposure a lot of times people think that businesses like ours may not be able to you know be accessible and i do my best to be accessible you know um because i mean i live and i walk and i go through here every day and so the people that are my customers are also people i might may go to church with or see at the car wash or you know, also be in the line or sitting at a table with somebody, you know, across from someone. So, um, I mean, this is something that it's natural, it's natural for us. You know, you don't got to fake this part, you know. Big facts. Yeah. Did you have anybody in your family that was ever a restaurant owner or, you know, even, even well, I know you've had people in your family that were business owners, but, but let's, let's stick to restaurant owner. Yeah. You know, I found out recently that my uh, biological father, um, who I knew had a couple of different businesses, also had a restaurant. And not only did I have a restaurant, the restaurant was, in fact, at the opposite corner of my current restaurant. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I found awesome. that out recently. I found that out while my brother, um, who we shared the same father, um, was working in the kitchen with me because during COVID I was in the kitchen. So I was back there, you know, making the Mac, the greens and stuff like that. Oh, that's you know, right. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, hey. <laughs> I, I know that's right. And so while I'm back there, uh, one day my brother's like, you know, I can try to help you. You know, I can help you do something. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't know what he can do though. You know what I mean? I asked one of my managers who's been here and I'm like, what can he do? Who, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I like a person who's trying to help, but it's almost like your mama trying to say, I'll help you do something, baby. No, you ain't. You're going to help me do this one thing. This is Exactly. We've all been there. How do you turn this computer on? Okay. Okay. So then I find myself in the kitchen one day doing my thing, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, bring up the cheese or, you know, help me clean this chicken, right? So I got that. And I said, hey, you know, can you cut up some vegetables for me because I need to, you know, make this dirty rice or whatever. And uh, next thing you know, I heard a particular chop sound. And if you will, you know, you see, all right, I see your face. I see your face, right? Okay, you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Oh, and I was like, what? And then I heard, I was like, hey, hey, I said, you got chopping skills? That's something different. And that's when he got to know a little bit more about, you know, and it and it's so great. It's such a, you know, a beauty. I never thought about it. I had a couple of. And this is a this is a bit of a tangent, but like real quick, I had a friend who, when I was getting to this point of trying to trying to have this ownership, because you know we talk about a hurdle to, for me to get here. The hurdle for me to get here was absolutely capital, right? And and that's a different conversation. You can come back to that piece, but um, he said to me, you know, you're like a mom and pop shop. You know, you're like a family business. And I was like, huh? You know what I mean? Like truth be told, that the you know my brother that I share the same mother with, and we grew up in the same household. His uh, his business was customer service, but it wasn't food hospitality, right? So there's a different piece in, in what he knows and can bring to the table. And then I find out that my, again, half-brother here, Jimmy, with the has got this experience in the kitchen. And he lets me know that my dad had the restaurant down the street, that he had to learn that stuff from, you know, firsthand. And I'm trying to figure out where I get it from because my mama, she cool. She, she learned, she, she, she can make a couple of dishes, and not to even underestimate, when I say a couple of dishes, she, she can cook, right? But at the same time, she ain't got this, t- 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 like, in the kitchen. Like, she can't do that, you know what I mean? She ain't got that stamina, right? So I'm wondering where I get it from. And when I talk about this process in the last two years, um, unveiling so many things to me and letting me know that, 
yeah, this is a mom and pop shop. This is a this is a family business, and some of the family business best family businesses become your Wendy's and your WalMarts and your you know what I mean. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it right now, and wanting to get to to that that space and that spirit. But that's a little my little tangent. Well, <laughs> funny I asked that question not because where I wanted to go was, and we found out that it's just in your DNA, right? Right, your DNA mm-hmm. is not. <laughs> your DNA right with a knife right so <laughs> everybody knows the sound that we're talking about like yeah. if you don't that means that you don't have it and right. you don't have anybody around you that can do it I'm gonna get you on right. right but what I was trying to establish was that you didn't have a blueprint yeah to get into this business right and and, and you had to do you had to do some research and you've always been good at leveraging people and learning by watching. What did you immerse yourself into to figure out that, yes, I could do this? Um, I had to actually not be scared. I had to actually tell myself to, to not be afraid of, you know, kind of betting on yourself. And, and when I talk about, you know, presenting myself as the brand, as the job, you know, people didn't know that they needed me until I presented myself and said, hey, you know, you need me, in fact. And so that's how I got to Daryl's Corner Barn Kitchen. You know, I came in here, I was celebrating my birthday, but I was like, you know, I just came from a place where I was teaching media to people and, and teaching them how to, to interact with social media. That was new, you know, to folks. And I'm teaching courses on it, right? And so I said, hey, Daryl, you need social media help. You need someone to do some your marketing, just that. Not no design or nothing. Like, I just want to focus on your social media marketing. You don't know anything about that landscape. And I know a lot about that landscape. And I sold myself to the business and to that current owner. From that relationship, that was me betting on me saying, hey, listen, I'm just going to have pitch it. And I had a couple of businesses on my list that say, I'm going to pitch this too. And, you know, and, and I picked up those contracts. And so from that point, I had the opportunity where they're like, hey, well, we didn't realize that you had this many skill sets. I mean, you pitched yourself as this business, but when we look at your resume, you did X, Y, and Z. We need a manager right now. Would you mind taking us on as also a manager? So keep your keep your marketing contract, but won't you take this manager job too? Well, of course, because I like to work. I don't mind that. You know what I mean? Go ahead, let's, let's get I mean, that money, right? So, so that's what we did then too, right? And then from there, it was just growth. And, and like you said, Carol, kind of being observational, like I'm, I'm going to study. I'm going to go ahead and do my job. But while I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and get that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study. And what a lot of people don't know is that um, prior to coming to the business, when I first came, uh, it was as a customer. When I next came and really engaged with the business, I was in fact working at Boston Neighborhood Network. And the present owner at that point in time, Daryl, he called up the business, you know, our business or submitted an inquiry because he wanted us to cover an event. Well, I was a marketing director and I, and I approved all the event coverage. And so I'm like, sure, let's for this event. So I come down here and see that this man named Daryl who, who looks just like me, you know, in terms of, you know, he looked like me, I can relate to him. And he's got this business, you know, I meet him and I say to him, hey, will you be my mentor? Right. And I asked him to be my mentor and it and it's and I just take the opportunity and uh I'll tell y'all this. This is the first time I've told this story uh in a broad uh exclusive audience. on the thirteenth floor. So understand that this is exclusive. <laughs> I uh, only share this with um again a, a very small circle who knows this part of the story. Um I I say to, I asked him if he'll be my mentor and he, and he looks me square in the eye and he's like, no, he's like, no, I can't do that. He's like, I can't be your mentor. He's like, I, I, uh, I don't have the time for that. You know, I don't, he doesn't know me from anything. He didn't give me an opportunity to even pitch more and say, Hey, like, I don't really require a lot of time. I just kind of want to watch and study you. You know what I mean? I'm pretty, I'm a pretty good learner. I know that if I just watched and studied you, I could probably pick up some pieces of the game that kind of can get me to this goal of having a place like yours one day, you know, but he, he flat out turned me down and that was cool because two years later I came back and I pitched my services as social media marketing and he hired me and he didn't even remember who I was. So he hired me and I'm working with him and six months down the line, I finally say to him, Hey, by the way, 
couple years ago, I asked you to be my mentor. You turned me down. He was like, I did? You did? I don't even know. I was like, I know, I know you don't remember me. I said, like, now I done sat here and worked for you all this time and you're impressed and you've been, you promoted me and, you, and you've made me general manager, et cetera, like that. And, you know, I, I've gotten a chance to kind of prove to you that, hey, if you even took me on as a, a mentee, it would have been a great job. But now you've hired me and, and are almost paying me to be your mentee. <laughs> so that works out for me too, right? So, I mean, it, to me, it's those, that's, that's kind of how I, you know, not just end up here, but I think it's a succession of, you know, not kind of letting down what I wanted to do. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's extremely dope. Um, and I would have said that eight years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> that you, <laughs> that you, the, the, the persistence, but also the allowing something I'm, I am so passionate about people being able to find things they're passionate about and letting that kind of lead where they go and, and having it be from just a, I was just looking for a place that I felt comfortable hanging out, that I could, I could feel comfortable hanging out that led to where it's at, that you own that place. Not only is that amazing story, but it's, it's, it's just, um, it just speaks directly to how you should live life. That ability to, you, you've utilized all of your skills and everything that came to that point and then being able to, still become that minty but actually do it in a paid way is is just, was just like the icing on the cake so i just yeah. um really hope to impose that on our listeners and and everybody else that you know that travel position and, and that that point of being able to find that passion in, in in any way possible like it's it's awesome the little baby steps you took of execution and to be able to turn around and and hey you know two years ago you didn't even want to talk to me and, and now it's it's like, look, now you think I'm, you know, you you understand how valuable I am for the whole, you know, the whole business. It's just a really dope story. Very proud of you, sis. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to jump in there and say, but Fresh stole the entire thing, uh, which is fine. <laughs> but I, the, the ability to humble yourself is, is what's a lost art, because most people would have taking that and said, well, I'm not going to be a manager. I have my college degree. I've done this. I'm going to come here up top. But in the restaurant business, people don't understand is that in order for you to be the best owner or GM, you have to understand what they do every single day. And that foundation you built made you who you are now. And you can now look back and train those and understand the business as a whole. And which makes your business more profitable because you're not, you're not selected being, being kind out of anything because you know, what's expected of your workers, you know, expected of your team. And, and that by itself is commendable. And those who are listening, just remember that if you're running a business or you're starting your business, you gotta know how the business works from the opening of a door to the closing of the door. If you don't know that, you're fooling yourself. Another piece, um, no is, is, is yes to another question. Because many people would have taken him saying, hey, I don't have the time for you as, all right, I'm never gonna be concerned about talking to this guy ever again. Like I may still go to establishment, but I'm really gonna more so take it as a slap in the face and, and you know, I'm gonna get my feelings about it and never really look for another opportunity. And to, to have it not only come around, but to, you know, take such, uh, you know, capitalize on it in the way that you've done, it's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I guess I'll jump back in here now. Um, thank you. All you that. can, but I want to know. I want to know what's next. My 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 next step is 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 what's the next step? We we got one. How are we gonna turn this one to uh, enterprise? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go to one, let's talk about let's talk about COVID. What, <laughs> what has the impact been? Dark cloud comes down. Exactly. I mean, and especially <laughs> not only that, with it being this is just going into year two. You know what I mean? Like that's. I'm sure that was was quite a roller coaster of a ride of you know accomplishment, and then like what is going on? So talk us through some of that. Yeah, I'll go back I mean, on you know, you want. <laughs> it's you know, to the I think it's. <laughs> I think it's um you know I mean it was a bit of devastation you know when it first happened um and. I think at the end of the day, COVID really just forced everyone to be creative. If you wanted to survive, you had to figure it out. You had to figure it out quickly. 
Um, and, and that's what we've been doing. And so um, at the end of the day, you know, it was tough. We had to pull into positions. You know, people did rally in order to, to make the business work. Um, we lost over, what, 90% of our workforce. Um, and so, you know, there's a loss of workforce, a loss of morale. Uh, on both ends of it. It's hard to be, you know, an owner and know that you can't help the yeah. families that you've learned to love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. like have, you know, you know, built built those ties with. And so all of those things um happen. But I think that we've been able to again just be creative and absolutely resilient and say we're gonna do this quickly as best as we can and learn as we go. And so and that's what we've done. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Resiliency and creativity, ladies and gentlemen, in these in these times of COVID and quarantine, resiliency <laughs> and, and, and creativity, allow it to be your beacon. <laughs> How did the community uh, up there um, like support Raleigh behind you? I know, you know you reach out to them you say, hey, we're still here. You're doing the media posts for things. I see them all. I follow you, so I see them. Um, <laughs> but how did you get the community to say, hey, like support local, which is a big deal now, um, and get it going and not get robbed from DoorDash or Uber Eats and all those other guys who take 20% off top? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're still getting robbed by Uber Eats and Grubhub. <laughs> I can't lie. Uh, <laughs> so let's start there. But um, in terms of the community... Sure. You know, uh, they were willing to help. They they let it be known that they were willing to help. And, you know, we made ourselves accessible for them. So if it was through Uber Eats or Grubhub, if it was through ordering through us directly and stopping by, our community, like, showed up and showed out. Um, as a collective, uh, we formed the Boston Black Hospitality Coalition, uh, where we, you know, it was the initially the five of at least eight of the Black-owned liquor licenses here in the city of Boston that got together um, to really focus on what our survival rate was going to be and how we can, you know, make sure that we're going to be here through COVID. And so um, that was that was one of the things that, that we did. And, you know, it's been, it's been, you know, we've been doing all right so far. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Keep on No, that is. Like, I'm about to say. Yeah, what else can I say? That like, that's perfect. That's good. It, it's like it's like you know. I mean, truly, it's um, you you set a plan and you hope that it's gonna be you know what what you try to plan out and every day and at some point in time in the middle of it it was every every hour you know what I mean between your governor letting out a statement and the mayor letting out a statement that conflicted with the governor and you wondering mm -hmm. if they got each other's numbers because what they're saying is totally different. And you're like, yeah. how am I supposed to operate with this? It's like, what am I doing here? Um, but when I tell you, like I said, the community showed up and showed out and we've been, they, they showed us ways to, to get more support and to, that they, they wanted us to be here through this moment. So for sure. That's beautiful. Absolutely. <laughs> it be Running back, Art, what was your, 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 your initial before I cut you off with COVID? Oh, I was just talking, now we're in this process of rebuilding and you're kind of getting the flow back and you know, COVID's still there, but you're opening up slowly now, able to serve in a restaurant. Hopefully Boston allows you guys to actually eat inside. Um, I've been spoiled here in Atlanta where there's just like no rules. <laughs> just like fair for all, which is great. There's no rules. They're wearing masks. They're wearing masks, but it's it's like you can literally it's like ninety five percent occupancy. It's crazy, kind of awesome, but crazy. Um, so as you grow, get back to the process. Have we started thinking about that next step? Like how are we turning Daryl's Corner into just one, from one to two to franchise to retirement? Is it franchise or is it merchandise? Is it is it create that you know what I mean that 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 staple, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yo, we, we, we make a ton off of t-shirts and, and cups and, and you know what I mean? Randy, like we are just that, that place. What is the idea? Yeah. So, so one of the things that makes us really unique, but, and, and very important here in the city of Boston is that we offer live music. And so, you know, uh, a major third piece of who we are, friends, food and music um, comes from filtering our walls with, local talent you know what i mean local talent who have gone on to to get grammy nominations and awards etc 
who have been regular band members here, you know, and so that that's a piece of who we are. So when you think about us uh, replicating, you know, it's less of whatever this venue's name is, it's more of, you know, our hospitality company, Bar and Kitchen Hospitality, and what the brand that we're bringing to the table. We're bringing you comfort food that's familiar, that that is culturally rich, and that, you know, has this awesome soundtrack of, you know, what we've been doing through the ages. And so that's what you should think about when you think about our venue um, and how we're going to replicate. And prior to this, um, prior to the COVID period, we were looking at other venues. Um, We had our sites set on, you know, different areas in Boston, as well as, you know, exploring neighborhoods like Atlanta, um, you know, like like some areas in Chicago, et cetera. it's it's bigger than this city, um, but what we're doing is we're bringing a particular experience. You know what I mean? You're gonna walk in, you're gonna be like, dang, this feels like home. And when you sit down and you look at the menu, you're gonna be like, dang, that looks really familiar and it smells really good. And oh, wow, you got something interesting on there as well. And then when you see what we bring forth to you in terms of our service, but also our entertainment, you know, it, it's going to take you back. It's going to be that renaissance for us of, you know, a black culture and, and a night out. And so that's, that's what Daryl's is on a regular basis. And, and that's what you, that's what we want to see replicated. That's super dope. Anybody, anybody feel <laughs> like Daryl's, Daryl's is like Boston's version of like the place they used to go to on New York undercover. Right. And um, also, also Nipsey's on uh, Martin. Like, mm-hmm. like I get all of that. Yeah, I get all right. of that. Right. Like, like just getting that vibe, right? It just sounds like someplace, like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, come on. COVID. No, yeah, I, 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 I'm extremely <laughs> upset. I have not uh, taken the opportunity yet. And, and as soon as I'm COVID comfortable, trust, I'm making that move. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we in the next um, year we will have an episode that will be live. Live. We are going to join her exactly where she sits. Right. Bring this thing exactly. full circle, baby. We we're gonna put it out there in the universe now and make it happen. Um, Nia, look, we definitely want to thank you um, for coming, hanging out with your big bros. You know, this is so cool. Um, you know, I, I realized what the energy was in the beginning. It was, we had our sister on here and we know that when it's, when it's over and and we sign off, she'll give us feedback on how we did. Yep. Right. And it's just thinking about that, that knowing that that's who she is. She's like, you know what? That was cute. What y'all did. But, um, so I think that was the energy that was coming out. Because normally people come on here and we're like, man, whatever whatever you you're a guest you know you're not going to judge us whatever um but you she actually y'all knows. think i'm judging you she knows it's not the best judging, parts of us no, you are you are doing what yeah, uh, those cuts will come uh, you I know think somebody who loves us yeah. should do you know what i mean <laughs> let us know the real deal and not just just be like oh man because you guys are doing something that means you know here's some graham crackers and applesauce <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right Right. I mean, let me tell you what, I had a good time. Like, I, I love, you know, I mean, this this is what I love, you know what I mean? And so I think, you know what it is, Carol, if, if you want to hear some feedback, and I don't know if you're cutting me off at this point in time, and this is just going to be B-roll. No, I haven't. I guess it's just going like, to be on the show. The, yeah, go, go ahead. Is this going to be a part of the show? No, I'm so know. sorry. It's okay. Oh, let oh, everyone know. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be off with it. See, I told Why y'all. He said I, I, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. I this was gonna happen. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I told. I told y'all. See, and and I knew it. I knew it from from the time I I did the intro. I knew where we were going. I knew we would end up in this place. Um, phase on. I'm calling you for phase on's corner, man. What you got? Arts corner. Man, I, I think that everyone's gotten a lot of this this episode. Um, you got humble beginnings. You got uh the the the. The feeling to drive and to not give up. You got the ability to be shamed and told no, and then come back and say, hey, not hold a grudge, but say, hey, you know, it's okay. I remember working with you and now I'm here. And that person thinks back, go, man, what an opportunity missed. Um, it just it just shows you and it shows everybody the importance that you have to make sure you are persistent. 
persistence in all ways and not just by going back to school, not just by applying for things, but knowing your true value for yourself and the persistence to continue moving forward and pushing yourself. And with that, the, the moon is just the beginning. So just <laughs> stay focused on what the goal is and do your thing, man. Do your thing. Do your thing. All right. All right. Before I close this thing out, Nia, where can people find Daryl's Corner on social media? Uh, you can see it's at DCBK Boston. That's on Instagram and Facebook. And if you can go to DCBKBoston.com, that's our website. Check out our menu, our entertainment lineup, our hours, etc. And if you want to find me, I'm at Miss Nia Grace on uh, Instagram. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for that. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, uh, you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Vimeo. Uh, you can also get us on YouTube. You can get us on Anchor. You can get us on iHeartRadio. Did I leave anybody out? You can get us on Spotify, the same one I always leave out, Spotify. You can get us on all those platforms. We would love to hear um, your comments. We would love to, to, for you to subscribe. Don't forget uh, to tickle that subscribe button. Yeah, tickle that subscribe button. And let us know what you thought about this episode. We want to continue to bring you the content that you want, um, the content that you need. And in closing, what I would say is there's a lot of times that we're so distracted by things that are going on that we don't recognize when we get into a space that is our home, that is for us. Um, and in talking to Nia today, there's three things she did. She recognized when she got into that space and she saw something that was, huh, if I was ever going to do something, this would be it. She then went out and recruited and listen to what I'm saying. She recruited people that she could learn from. A lot of times we're out there thinking that we're letting people recruit us. But if you're out there and you're intentional, you're going to recruit the people that are going to show you and help you along the way for that thing that you're trying to get that is that home feeling, that is that thing that, man, this is in my blood, this is in my DNA, and she didn't even know it at the time. And then the last thing would be, you need to realize when you're ready, right? So she said that she went, you know, and she was celebrating her birthday, and that actually wasn't it at all. She was actually celebrating that she had confirmed it was time for her to move towards ownership right? It felt like it was a birthday celebration, but no, I think that was the moment that it clicked and was like, yep, time to do this, right? And she was staking her claim. So look, I love it. Thank you all for joining and we will catch you all next week. Thank you for joining us on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best. But they're beautiful, baby. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing.